Creative execution. What's your process? Creative execution. I'm your host, Brianna Elmore, and this is the Creative Conversations Podcast presented by One Choice Magazine. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Elmore, and today we are talking to yet another amazing creative. This woman has inspired me. I am in awe. Her name is Rashina Liberate, better known on Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias as Layered and Liberate, and she is an amazing fashion creative and she styles down y'all contain yourself with all the gems that are dropped in this episode without further ado here's miss rashina y'all we have somebody who has made have become very quickly one of my favorite fashion she's an icon okay she is not a myth okay she's real okay she is layered in liberty but if you know her on the street address her as Rashina okay she is (laughs) yes yes the name is Rashina because when y'all see me in the street y'all be like y'all that you that girl from TikTok Rashina baby I'm gonna start I'm gonna start saying my name because I know most people don't know my name Rashina also known as layered in liberty thank you so so much, yes. I really enjoyed this. This is really giving me all the positive feelings. Oh my gosh. So you're in New York. Yeah, right? I am. All right. So is that home? That's where you can't, that's born and raised New York? Born and raised, so I was born in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, born in Mount Vernon Hospital, which is like mm-hmm. in Westchester. Mm-hmm. Raised in like, White Plains Road area, White Plains 222nd. And then we moved to like Gun Hill area, which is still very Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. So we would just mm-hmm. have a lot of Jamaicans for most of our lives. <laughs> um, yeah. And I loved it. The North Bronx looks just like everywhere else. So, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Queens, Brooklyn, like it's just a bunch of houses and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty great, like, for me, I guess. I didn't really have, like, too many issues. Like, you know, you have people fighting. You have the occasional gang violence and stuff. But nothing to where it was, like, super duper dangerous, you know? Yeah. So. And, but I feel like, you know, when some place, when it's, when a place is home, you don't see it as dangerous. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it is dangerous. Yeah, no. But I was like, because like, I um, I was born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan. Now, I lived in Detroit before I moved from Michigan, but I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. And listen, if we go and run them crime numbers up, it's rough. But I was like, but to me, it was just like... Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. But I do also feel like it's where you it's where you stay, it's who you're with. Mm-hmm. It's like absolutely the company you keep. And can you be in a position sometimes to where you're in the wrong place at the wrong time? But yeah, of course, but not not always. Right. And then it's just like, especially like when you're there, it's like you're aware of it because you see so many people can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it can be bad or 
or good, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> but you can see it, and it's like, okay, keep your head on a swivel. But mm-hmm. that's the <laughs> one thing. Like it. keeping your head on the swivel is is like just like super important in terms of like um. In terms of just like making it out, in a sense, because mm-hmm. I know, like, of course, I always see a lot of stuff going on. I have friends in all different crowds. Mm-hmm. I've always been like that friendly person that always has friends all over. Um, and it really just depends on your like who you are, like knowing mm-hmm. who you are and knowing like what your boundaries are. So like, yeah. I remember, like certain friends, like. I love them and when we were in school hanging outside of school I'm like yeah this is not my vibe right and yeah. I was very clear about what my boundaries were um yes because like I knew I would get in so much trouble if my mom found out but also because <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't my vibe and it's this like it's just never been my vibe and then just understanding like seeing like what created those boundaries did for me like I'm always mm-hmm. So I, I I feel like wherever you go with whomever you're with, it's always about mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that too, because I feel um it's just like, you know, this is not my scene. I'm not going yuck your yum, but I can't. Yeah. Like, it's like, but I'm not doing this. This is not <laughs> it's not what I do. But it's like exactly. but I feel like but you tend to be able to be a person that can kind of go from different crowds to different crowds because they're like, oh nah. She's not about to do all that. (laughs) Are you looking for a lifestyle magazine that challenges your mindset and spirit? Do you need recipes to help you eat healthier and fitness tips that target your body type and needs? Check out One Choice Magazine, your trusted resource for wellness, personal growth, and spiritual development. Read articles that educate, uplift, and inspire readers to live well. Get the latest issue at onechoicemag.com. Like we were talking about like being at home and setting boundaries and whatever, but I think too, home can be a mindset. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like coming out of it's not necessarily always a um always a location. Because I know sometimes I know certainly for people who are from uh Saginaw or from Michigan or whatever, when they move out they are like they move out of state they like i'm not going back i'm not going back like it's just like like it's it's not a terrible place but i do think that it's so easy to fall back into a mentality of yeah you know like where you're it's like because here this is where i was growing this is where everything was formative so it's like even if you go back geographically sometimes what you have to do is be so intentional about like okay i'm here but I'm not going to fall back into mentality that I had in high school. When you were here. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that overall, that's the part that's always tricky because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of crime where I was mm-hmm. from, but there was a lot of complacency. Yeah. And so, it's scary. It's scary yeah. as a kid, as a creative, but also it's like, so you, it's like, you just seen the mountaintop and it's like I really don't want to come back into formative thinking I want to make sure that I'm continuing to evolve and it's like 
it's it's easy to be complacent because you're comfortable. Home is home, right? Exactly. So like, <laughs> your your guard is down in a different way, so you don't necessarily feel like okay, I don't have to. And it, that's the beauty. And sometimes the danger of home is like the beauty is that you're comfortable. You can be yourself. You don't have to do anything to try different. But mm-hmm. also the downside is if you are trying to di- evolve into different things, it it can um. It can mess with your perspective in that way. Absolutely, it can mess with your perspective. And that place that you end up in sometimes, um, it it can cause a lot of self-doubt, right? Because then you go into the space of like, why me? Why am I worth it? Why should I be different? Why Mm -hmm. am I different? Why is this not good enough for me, right? And so like a big thing that comes into place a lot of times with my mom is like, you think you're better than, and it's like, no. And and it's really the question that she's asking is like, why is this not good enough for you? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it's not even about that being, cause it's like, cause it is, you know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to push so that we can all be, make the decision to be better mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying? It's a, if it's a decision that's different, but you know what I mean? Like but when you feel like you have to be in a certain space, exactly. that's when it's like, that's the issue. That's the, like the, the two edges of the sword, I guess. Yeah. Cause if, it, if it's a decision to be here, like, and you have means to live a certain way, but you're choosing to live this way, that's one thing. When mm-hmm. you don't have the means and you don't have the faith mm-hmm. or the, the desire there's mm-hmm. just a lot of there's just a lot of um emotional anger that I feel comes with it. Like yeah. Then you start to become envious, you start to become skeptical. You it's easier for you to become angry because you're just living you're just living to survive. And nobody wants to live to survive. You feel me? Like, right. It's it, but it's so hard. Like I've um I've talked about this a lot with friends it's like you feel it's like that survival mode right mm-hmm. and I feel like you you're always and I feel like this could be a plight of just being black <laughs> because yeah. it's just like you're always in survival mode like we said head on a swivel it's like but it's like it's funny or whatever but it is also necessary so it's very hard to come off of keeping head on a swivel mode like it's like okay exactly. we go mode we beasting we you know what I'm saying it's like you know we eat sleep hustle 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 you hustle, know what I mean it's hustle, just like hustle. and and like there's not a lot of narrative about enjoying life taking mm-hmm. time to learn mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy life more right yeah a lot of times if we took some time to learn and work smarter we wouldn't have to work as hard, but because we've been so ingrained to work, we know work is money. And if you're working and you're continuously getting money, yeah, then of course you go, you're going to see it as a means, like it as a solution. So like the more I work, the more money I get. It works. Yeah. But mm-hmm. is it actually working? You know, right? That space of like, does it actually work? Is it actually working? It's a very difficult question to ask because then that means that you have to wait for your reward. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to wait for their reward. <laughs> when you've been working like a dog, you know what I'm saying? Like when you've been sitting here right? grinding 
and pushing and it's just like in sacrificing you feel like and although it probably will come faster if you do those things but sometimes that can kind of stifle your patience in the process as well it will will stifle your patience and as as black people we have so much to prove Mm -hmm. and so because we have so much to prove we are we're a lot more adamant about not having those down times of like like I said, recently I've just been so in such a turmoil and I'm just like, I'm doing certain things, but like, I'm not spending time with my friends. I'm not spending mm-hmm. time with my family. I'm over here busting my brain every day trying to figure out 25 different things. And it's like, Rashina, it's okay to focus on one thing. Yeah. On one aspect of your bigger plan. Focusing on every aspect of your bigger plan is never going to get you anywhere. But if you focus on one aspect of your bigger plan and you set a timeline and you do that and you take your time, like it's absolutely okay to take your time. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not the world that we live in. That's not the, the information that we're being given. It's just very overwhelming because you just get to the space where you feel like everything you do is not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels like, and I think that being in a position of a creative, it can really feel thankless at times. It can feel like nobody is rocking with me right now. And I'm going so hard on the paint, but for what? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and even is this route the correct route to get to where the bigger picture is? You know what I'm saying? Because like you yeah. said, you're busting your butt to do this you're busting your behind you racking your brain trying to come up with 50 11 different ways to do what you do and it's just like and to keep it fresh to keep it something that people want to engage with especially being that you are in the influencer segment of creativity too so you're not just a creative you don't have to just show up creatively because you could but on top of that when you add influencer to the conversation that means Quick content, a lot of content. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So sometimes and, that and can that's feel the, like that's the part that I'm not that I don't this <laughs> This gonna be a good day. It's gonna be it's a good gonna day. Be, it's gonna be a good day, <laughs> honey. Um, Cause we listen, we gotta keep putting the, the juju out there to it. So it's like, yeah. It's like you look at it, tell you I'm gonna figure it out. But um, I don't want to be in that space if I have to create, create, create and just mm-hmm. give to give, right? So for example, right now and right now, Reels just started paying me for my Reels, right? Mm-hmm. And they, a month, almost a month ago, because this is the last week, they were like, um, you have a month, we're giving you the opportunity to make $8,500 but you have to get 9 million views. Now, 9 million views is a pretty hefty amount of views. Right, that's a right. lot of views, though. <laughs> pretty hefty, pretty hefty. It's you not know, necessarily so like, wow, you really have faith in me. 85, 9 million views. Wow, wow. So at first, I'm like, whatever, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna just do what I do and let it do. Then I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get 9 million views. I gotta get 9 million views. Just put out whatever I have. What do I have? Yeah. First my old stuff, first new stuff. Then I'm like, I don't know what to do. What? Literally, when I tell you that has fucked me up all my mind, before, 
before the month started, I had a plan. I was in my creative bag. I was doing well. They sent me that, and it just put me off the edge. And it was just like, there's this validation that we all seek, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're creative, you don't necessarily have those accolades to prove your the quality or who you are and so like for most people it's in the followers it's in the numbers it's in the views it's in the virality of what you do and so trying to disconnect from that is very difficult I've been in the space of like I had I just want to have fun with it but then yeah. the space of like I still have to please the people and mm-hmm. I'm like I feel like I'm just getting stuff out to get stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And that part, that part bothers me. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm on a time clock with the internet. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that the things that I feel adamant about, the things that I feel are important, that I'm hitting those categories, I'm making videos that I feel proud of and sharing Mm -hmm. it. In this yeah. space that I'm in right now, I'm not like I'm just I'm just like I'm just like the 26 is the last day of this 8500 dollars <laughs> thing. I'm just like I just wanted to be done like because yeah, it's in my head like the next time they provide they say like you can make this much money. I'm just like okay like it's it's chill. But right. I think just because like this is the first time the first month and it was just such a huge number. Yeah, like uh, I've just been very. I've just been, I feel like in a space of trying too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, whenever you're trying too hard, and that's when you start putting out content, 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 content. But it's almost like blinders are on because you're doing the, it's like, okay, I'm just doing a mad dash because we're trying to get down to the get down on the numbers. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, in creativity and just any pursuit, in general, especially when you like start to kind of get like the like it's like okay, this is notable, you know what I'm saying? So it's like okay, they're not just sending that to the average Joe; they are sending that to people who they believe could possibly yeah, get to this exactly. number. So it's like they're not sending that to everybody and just seeing who bite, you know? <laughs> so it's like so then you feel like okay, it was fun. I do this. For you know, it was fun because I do this at my own will. I do this how I want to, when I want to, if I want to. You know what I mean? That that is a beautiful space of being creative. But it's like, but you do that so that people can have some notor, you know, notice it, and we can move and we can make some stuff pop after a certain point. But it's like, okay, when they do it, it's just like you be so nervous, and it's just like. I don't know. It's just because you feel like everything rides on it. I don't know why the brain works like that, but it's like you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, this is my one shot, like on some Eminem stuff. Like, this is my exactly. one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> no, for real. It feels like, but oh my God, I only have this opportunity. And it's like, you don't. But yeah. um, then that goes back to the world that we live in right now. <clears throat> always having to be on, always having to be great, always having to be get it right. And mm-hmm. because I am, um, I've always been like a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me to like 
<laughs> I want to say like it was always been difficult for me to get like low to get a low grade or a bad grade like anything yeah. less than like a if it was if it was in the 80s I was upset right yeah if I got an 89 and under I was just like not happy and so <laughs> like how that translates in my adult life like especially with being on the internet it's like oh if it doesn't match my last one, I'm not happy. But mm -hmm. it's like, you cannot, you can't, like, that's a terrible place to be. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, also, it's like stifling your mindset. Yeah. Cause it's like, because it's like, it doesn't make anything less dope. We all know that, like, with social media, the algorithms can be crazy. It's like, people won't even see a reel or a something reel. until... Mm -hmm like a month later and you're like why are people liking this right now <laughs> like what's exactly. going on like this is like this is weird like you know what's going on but it don't go in their feed it don't yeah. go in their feed they don't know about it and, but it's just like it gets difficult and I can only imagine what it would feel like to act to like be an influence like social media and getting a, making a name for yourself in that way it can just feel like super overwhelming and like just kind of like this is a lot but I will say if I may <laughs> like I think that what you do is really important though um I know you say you feel like you know you're kind of like all over the place but like what you have done even just for me as a person that takes in your content and like mm -hmm. one I'm like super hyped right now to even be talking to you and you can see Aww. the stuff you see you because it's just like because I admire what you do and how you do it because it's like what you do you you have you have fashion styling but you're also teaching confidence too because it's so many times where it's like growing up it's like if you don't look a certain way or you don't fit a certain bill then it's like okay well then you can't be popping and that's really not what you do at all you like look girl you can like when I tell you I felt like I was like I was looking around my apartment like where's she at though like why she know that like, <laughs> like why you, you only, why you know me like that uh, <laughs> it's because like when you said like you know people can wait for you know, to try to lose weight before they have style or before they take their look seriously. Um, and you were like, but why though? You may never lose it, but the point is you can be popping right now, but you're not, you're wasting time. You're wasting time and for what? Why? Who told you you had to wait to do anything? You know what I'm saying? Especially with fashion, because that's so subjective. That's something you can control. Uh, you don't have to, it's like a lot of the times I know for myself definitely have felt like the front, you know what I'm saying? Front of the group. And, you know, it's just like, okay, well, nobody's really checking for me. And I take myself out of you conversation. Take yourself out of the conversation. Yeah. And you know what it is for so long, our bodies as women has, been, we've always been scrutinized, right? You think about from mm -hmm. the beginning of time, um, are like what we know from history, like when women had to wear corsets that bruised their ribs so that they can have a smaller waist, even if they didn't, mm -hmm. right? Just this mm -hmm. perception of a woman's body, what it should look like, what it should feel like, like all of these things that we do to 
to um, entice men or to show our worthiness to men. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> growing up, there, <clears throat> we, of course, like we live in a different era now where people are more accepting, they're more vocal, and they're making a stance to say, like, my body is important as well, regardless of if it fits this prototype. And before, mm-hmm. like, when we were growing up, that wasn't always the case. And so, like, if you weren't a size four, you were fat. Yeah. And yeah. the majority of the world is between a size six and ten, right? But that whole category has always been seen as, like, fat, right? So mm-hmm. when you live in a world that thinks, like, an average normal, we're not thinking about people's bone structure, people's uh, metabolism. It's only about, like, um, what is desirable. And you begin to, like, as as young girls, as a young girl, for me, I developed this um, lack of confidence. I mm-hmm. started, like, putting my shoulders down, and I started, like, feeling, like, insecure because I wore size six. Mm-hmm. And, like, my, I had love handles. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, my stomach, when I went into, when I um, matured and, be, like, during puberty, um, a lot of girls, their, their stomach started just leaning out and curving. And mm-hmm. I remember, like, a lot of girls, they had, like, this, like, smooth back line. Yeah. Mine wasn't smooth. I never leaned out and curved. Mine's been like this. Love handle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that proof. And the waist was tiny, but there was yeah. a love handle, right? And so there was... Yeah. And back then, we wore low-rise jeans. We didn't wear high-rise jeans. So yeah, I was gonna say, so that back part was out. Like that, that was the part, that was the thing. Literally was like a confidence killer, right? Yeah. And so being in that era where <clears throat> this is what we were looking for, looking this is what we were aspiring to be, letting that go is difficult. Letting that go and mm-hmm. saying, like, it's okay to have a love handle. That's still yeah. something that I struggle with, like love handles, like, okay. When I put on a body contrast, it's never gonna look like this, right? right. It's never gonna look like this, right? Because yeah. I have <laughs> handles and hip dips. Yeah. And you you have to come you get to a place where the more you see it, the more you um understand that there's so many other people like me, and the mm-hmm. more we are willing to accept it as people. Because like for me, when I saw other people like me, I'm like there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. I go back to my pictures all the time. I'm like, girl, you, when I tell you, I was stressing out, like, it's so crazy. Like, body dysmorphia is real. It's real. Yeah. And it's rough. And it's like, it's like, and even more than like the physical, because like, you can be, like you said, a six. And to me, that's small. I'm like, growing up, I was husky, okay? We was talking about, 14 16 over there you know what I'm saying and it's just like and still that's still a conversation it still goes up and it goes down and there's different grooves and like we go through different things in life too you know that leads us to different things sometimes we may not be able to afford the healthiest situation sometimes those are not readily available like food deserts those types of disenfranchisements are serious amongst black people you know what I'm saying it's just like okay you gonna eat at all or you gonna eat healthy it's not always Mm -hmm. so there's that and then it's just like 
we both could be the same size, but our body makeup is going to be different. So like you said, you were six, but you had love handles. It was just like a six is not big in real life, you know, but it's like the dysmorphia and then the times that we're living in. And then it's just like, what is being shown to us? That's why, um, yeah, my, my biggest thing is representation. You know, when I came across your, uh, when I came across your profile and everything, I was just like, this is somebody that gets it. Like that understands that there's not one carbon copy and that's what everybody's got to fit into. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I felt like the stuff you were like talking about, I was like that, that like, I might not be her same size, but she get it. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. she gets the She gets the struggle. Okay. It's literally, if you ain't jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain. Move on. <laughs> So we're jumping and putting on jeans. We are trying to figure it out and we're trying to hold it together. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I love that your page is like, but it's okay to not have to be together. You don't have to look not together because you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's sometimes the look can help catapult you into a new like mentality as well. It's like, okay, yeah. we can we can figure this out or you can be you just buy the bigger sizes because i know for me it's such a stigma because like in my mind like no nah, but i'm about to be in the gym i'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it together i'm gonna get it right i'm about to eat da, 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 da. i don't want to stay here i don't want to buy all these clothes for this body because i'm not trying to stay here but i think that the biggest flex and the biggest disservice we can do the biggest flex is you can look good in this body and it's okay because yeah. like no matter what I have to be okay with my body because even as you lose weight you still don't see it you still don't feel it or you still like you're always moving the goalposts. oh exactly you, know? you always move the goalposts, and that that's the tricky part because I've always felt too too big mm -hmm. right I've always have been like I have like thick arms, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, size, and so like, size, and, stand, like too. and it's crazy because yeah. they don't even look big right here, but they big, like <laughs> they don't fit in anything, right? And so like, I remember the first time that I realized I had big arms, I was eight years old. I had, a, um, it was an Easter dress or something. My mom mm -hmm. bought like three of them and the dresses were too big for me, but the arms were too tight. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> she had to like cut the back so that I can wear the dresses and then take mm -hmm. it in and stuff. And it was always <clears throat> interesting because I'm just like, hmm, like I've always had like an issue with my arms. And so like, even if I'm wearing a size six or four, mm -hmm. the arms are still too tight. Like yeah. if I get it to fit my arms, it can't fit. Mm -hmm my body and if I get it to fit my body it can't fit my arms right and so that level that lack of proportion is is mine is mind-boggling because you're like parts of my body fit in certain numbers and parts of it don't and mm -hmm. so just realizing how normal that is and normalizing that will yeah. help change so many different mindsets because it's like our bodies are different sizes like yeah, our arms, our thighs, our tops, which is why <clears throat> um, a lot of brands are starting to sell pieces as separates. If you notice when you go on a site and you see like mm -hmm. a two piece set, 
They won't yeah. sell you the size eight set together. They'll sell you the eight separately and the ten, the eight pants separately, so that mm-hmm. you can mix and match and find the size for you. Because sometimes people are a twelve on the bottom but a six on the top. Yeah, and they don't want to have yeah. to buy two sizes and have two random sizes. Yeah, to fit them, and so for me, it's always been a struggle. Um, just looking at my body and, and being happy with it. And I remember mm-hmm. when I turned, was turning 25, I was like, I'm going to invest in my body. Like, I want to do this workout program that I've been looking at forever. I want to know what it's like to be, like, slim and have, like, you know, the certain curves or whatever. And mm-hmm. I remember losing all this weight and still having love handles. <laughs> And I just wanted to cry. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm 125 pounds. I'm like this little. I really can't lose any more weight. My collarbone <laughs> was like protruding. My skin was like, I when I tell you, I was tiny, and I still had love handles. I was like, but like. But it's just like it's it's like I feel like each creative hit the wall. Like you told me this is what was supposed to work. You <laughs> like you told me this was gonna give, and it's not giving. You like you look up, you like it's not giving. It's you over, still here. Yeah, you over here shaking thighs. Like wait, no, no, no. Mind you, the thighs was the thighs. They had no meat. Everything was like flabby, and I was all skinny. And the love hand is like, but I'm still here. At that point, I was just like, wow. Um, it really doesn't matter how much weight you lose or what you do to your body. If you mm-hmm. get surgery or whatever, if this, if this, your mind and your heart is not aligned on how you feel. Mm-hmm. And if I can accept me and my body and where I'm at and who I am for me, it doesn't matter what I do. And that's in terms of like losing weight or getting more money or getting a certain material item or getting like a husband or kids. Like you have to be content and happy with what you bring and who you mm-hmm. are. And so I remember I kept that weight off for a really long time. I just started gaining that weight back, like I think in 2019. And um, I remember I was getting thicker and I was like, oh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And I'm always in this space of like, I need to lose weight. And mm-hmm. I just maintain, more maintain than lose. And I remember taking this class with um, this woman and it was like a, um, it was like a body, say it was like a love your body course. And mm-hmm. We it was like maybe like two weeks. We would get on like FaceTime calls. We got on like five FaceTime calls within those two weeks or a month, maybe a month. And we just had to like journal something about our bodies, like how we felt in our bodies, what we enjoyed about our bodies this week, what we disliked. And then we had to walk around the house naked. We had to walk around the house naked. We had to shake our fat. And we had to like shake, shake, shake while we walked around and we had to film ourselves naked, um, mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was so uncomfortable, so 
so uncomfortable to the point where I was like, I'm not doing this. And I was like, Rashina, you just, you signed up for this, just like do it. And it really changed my life because I, I, I was in a place where I was just like, your body is enough. Like you are enough, like you're beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's like, what do you see that you don't like? Like, why, why are you in this constant battle with yourself? And just shaking it and like moving it and just like get like working on that confidence. It just, it was, I don't know what it was, but it helped me so much. Mm-hmm. And then I just got to the point and I remember seeing Lizzo all the time, just out here in her body, unapologetically. And mm-hmm. I'm like, child, if she could do it, so could I. <laughs> right. I'm like, if she could do it, oh, I absolutely could do it. Like I could absolutely just be free in my body. Mm-hmm. confident in my body and so I would say it's still a journey um especially with this like recent weight gain that I've had it's a mm-hmm. journey but one thing that I always always I'm always committed to is catering to my body and what it needs so I'm mm-hmm. never going to wear something that doesn't support her like I'm not going to wear something that doesn't support my body I'm not going to um like sub like subject my like before I used to be like oh I can't go from a size eight to a ten like I have to wear these size eight jeans even if it's cutting off my circulation is mm-hmm. like bringing my stomach out and then at one point they just, the tight jeans just started giving me like UTIs mm-hmm. and so I was like oh yeah I can't do this like it's, it's like no it's more it's than just too, like it's more than just like like abuse to your body it's abuse to your body at this point yeah yeah when I started shifting I'm like oh wait but I actually look better in the bigger size I actually look better when I feel comfortable in my clothing I'm not tugging and pulling and hiding because there's a roll coming out or something Mm -hmm. too tight that I don't want people to see or my shirt Mm -hmm. button is too tight like certain things like that and so it's honestly it it has on it's honestly very it's it's a journey but it's it's a beautiful journey and going from like I feel ashamed of you to I love you mm-hmm. and after I love you is I accept you at any at any point and that's mm-hmm. the hard part right because yeah. I feel ashamed of you to I love you it's like okay we could get there. Mm-hmm. But get it from I love you to like that unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's 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 what I'm working on. That's what's difficult. But in that in that I love you space, um, that means like I'm always gonna show up for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna be ashamed of you if we are here right now. This is where we're at. Yeah. And so this is what we're gonna do. We're yeah. gonna show up and show out because that's <laughs> that's what we do. Right, because literally, honey, on my worst day, you still could never. Exactly, on my worst day, you still could never. So So we need that. You still could never. So um, (laughs) just understanding that is super important in in moving forward with loving your body, showing up confidently in your body, and being who you are. And so... Whenever, when I started this platform and I was like, oh, I want to be a stylist. And I was like, um, I want my brand to be Laird and Liberty. And I was just like, 
I took a while to um like come up with the name and then I was like the we were like well what does it mean I'm like um layered in liberty is about uncovering layers mm-hmm. all of those layers of insecurity those layers of doubt all the things that the people in your lives told you that you couldn't wear that you couldn't the colors you couldn't wear the items you couldn't wear things that were too much uncovering those layers and just being free of them and showing up freely and freedom liberty means freedom also my last name so mm-hmm. it's a great way to keep a part it's of a cool last name okay it's a, a nice nice name to flip okay <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great way to keep a like a part of me together because you know it's to just keep me mm-hmm. um and so every time I think about sharing myself or sharing something it's like I want to make sure that like people know they can be free mm-hmm. you can be free of the world's expectations of you, your parents, expectations of what you should look like. And you can try out those things that you want to try out. Like I meet so many people and they show me their Pinterest boards. I'm like, well, honey, this Pinterest board isn't really matching up to what I see. So what's stopping you here from doing what's hair right because pictures is a very simple thing you click yeah. on the picture it can take you to the item so it's not like they have google photo now right it's not about not finding the item it's mm-hmm. that bridge between seeing what you want and actually putting it on and it's well, just- girl read me hold on read me <laughs> there dang look <laughs> changes my pictures real quick <laughs> start ordering <laughs> it's, that, it's that bridge and it's like what what's stopping you from walking across the street mm-hmm. and I guarantee you if you can't walk across the street it's and and be in control of your life and something as simple as like what am I putting on to share myself with the world you're not gonna walk across the street for the things that are more important yeah yeah so that makes sense when it comes because, to taking those risks in your career, it comes to taking those risks in, in dating or in family or just living. You're not going to take mm-hmm. those risks because the, the loss is too great. The loss for wearing what you want is very minimal, right? Mm-hmm. You People are either going to like it or they don't. Yeah. For me, if people like it, I want to wear it. People like it, they're yeah. not good, right? <laughs> like, it's, my friends always be like, you never choose the one that I that we like. I'm like, when you guys like something, I know that's the wrong one, and I got to choose the other one. Because <laughs> I know you guys are going to choose the safe one. You're going to choose what's right. pretty. Everyone mm-hmm. is going to choose what's pretty. I'm like, okay, I don't want what's pretty. That's just, like, I want something that's a little more fun, like, more out mm-hmm. more, more definitive of who I am. It's like the the bigger push because it's kind of it's like I'm gonna get the bigger reward and it's not even like I feel like that kind of thinking it's going to transcend wherever you're going and whatever the necessary outfit was. I feel like that's more of a mental like game. You like actually I am gonna book it so I can be like, 
girl, you can wear whatever you want. You know, it still look good. On my birthday, you still could never. You could never. On my on my you best day. Oh my god! Best have day, you, go to bed. Like, <laughs> have you seen that TikTok? And it's so funny because, like, I'm always on TikTok. But there's this TikTok, and it's like, um, can I ask y'all a question? And don't get defensive, because I know the girls like to tussle. Right? <laughs> you like to tussle. They like to yeah. tussle. I just like thought to... about that. Like, even on my worst day, you can never, because I know y'all like to tussle. <laughs> Okay. That's such a great video to make <laughs> on my birthday. You can never. <laughs> I love I'm it. I, like, my dream is that like that kind that feeling of on my birthday, you could never. I mm-hmm. want every woman that comes into contact with me to feel that way. Like yeah. I want women to understand, like, on my worst day. You could never, and that's what I want coming out of everybody's mouth. Like I, right. like I, I got so sick and tired of being like, "But you could do that, and you can wear that." What is the difference between me and you? Right, right. No, that's real though, and I just feel like you know, it just continue. You continue to encourage me to not have that mindset because it's just like, because if that was the case, why aren't you still back? Like, even when we're talking about, like, hometowns, right, It's it goes back to the mentality, right? You just, like, I don't want to have a certain level of failure. I don't want to have a certain, like, I want to be comfortable here. It's safe here, right? And so it's, like, that mindset means I'm not going to take those risks in what I wear. I'm not going to push myself because I'm comfortable here. I understand here. Like, with me trying those new things, that means, I, I don't know what that I don't know what that looked like. I don't have no type of I don't it's like I'm I'm going on a trip with no GPS. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm about to get. You know what I'm saying? Because we gotta ride these curves. Okay. So I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what that looks like. And it's just like and I barely can handle it with stuff that I'm comfortable wearing. You know what I'm saying? I barely can show up as mm-hmm. it is, but I what I like about it is it's just like, okay. But it's not. It, but it's okay to take a risk and not stay in your hometown or stay there. But you know, it's okay to beat that mentality and not stay in that home state of mind. It's okay to jump and do this for the career, but it's not okay to do that for your confidence. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting. And it's just like it's not okay to to do that. And who said it's not okay though? Like you know what I'm saying? Because we have all these beauty standards, but you still exist, and you're not that but you're still beautiful. That doesn't mean you're not worth the effort. That doesn't mean you're exactly. not worth it. And I think um, at least for myself where I've fallen, it's like, I feel like I'm not worth the effort looking like this because mm-hmm. I'm not happy with this, right? So therefore the effort's not getting put in, period. Like, you know, it's just like, you know, why spend all this money? This is my thought. Yeah. Why spend all this money? And, and, why spend all this time thinking about it? Why learn how to do my makeup and do a beat? For what? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, because and then because you go back into it, because I don't look like X, Y, and Z. Or because when, when me and my homegirls are, or our homeboys are all out, nobody's checking for me. You know what I'm saying? So you, if you're not checking for me anyway, why would I dress for you? Okay? You're not, you're already not worried about me. You're already on 
shorty over there. So it's like, so be worried about that. Like, you're already not worried about me. You're already not concerned about me. So I shouldn't be concerned about me in that way. And that's terrible. I'm, it's like, yeah. it's, a, it's terrible to think that way, but it's true. It's real. That's real. Like, and I'm saying like, not even from, it's from what I feel, you know, I have felt like, okay, I'm the front, let's play it up. Or I'm the front or I'm the homegirl, let's be that. But no, no. And you, <laughs> and, and you know what it is, what it sounds like to me, it sounds like I'm punishing myself because I'm unworthy. Mm -hmm. I have not yeah. met the expectations of society. And yeah. so I'm not worthy. And so I punish myself. Mm -hmm. And and the thing with that, right? When you punish yourself, right? You 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 put yourself in a space of I don't matter. Yeah. When you show up like you don't matter, and mm -hmm. so the world's gonna treat you like you don't matter. Right. Because that's right. what you're given. Yeah. It's like you don't even matter to you. You're given. Yes. You don't matter to you. I. You Why don't matter you? to you. And if you yeah. don't matter to you. You won't matter to anybody else. And so for me, I'm always like, I dress for me. I just mm -hmm. I dress, I dress for me and the girls. The girls, <laughs> I listen, the girls, I tell you the girls be giving the compliments, like, I don't care about yeah. the way I'm getting dressed. Like, I dress for me. I'd be like, well, the girls don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> the girls got to eat this up. <laughs> the girls got to eat this up. <laughs> oh gosh, I say I dress, but I, I like. I, because I know, like, when it comes to me, I love the small details. I love to play with, like, texture and patterns and color. And not everyone gets that, and I'm okay with that. But I know, like, the girls always appreciate it. And I'm always, like, I'm confident because in what I wear for me. And so um, I find that, like, most people dress for society. Mm -hmm. Or... um of course, like in their comfort zone of what's not going to let them stand out. So a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to stand out, but why not? Right? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Because standing out is not just about color. Standing out is yeah. about you. Why are you... It's the way you present yourself. How are you putting it together? Like, you yeah, know what I mean? It comes from the basic things, right? I could go outside, moisturize my face, eyebrows, just like, you know, rock, push my eyebrows down, put on some lip gloss, throw on a sweatsuit and a jacket, and I will stand out, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. people are like, oh my gosh, I love your outfit. I'm like, I literally look like a bum. Or I literally <laughs> like, I literally look crazy. They're like, oh, but you're glowing, right? And it's that that always tells me like it's about how you feel, mm -hmm. how you feel in your body. How do you feel in your clothes? Are you taking care of your skin? Mm -hmm. Are you taking care, like, are you drinking your water? You know, those are the things that really matter in terms of, like, building your confidence, right? Because if you look in the mirror and it's like, oh, my skin's messed up, my body's messed up, I'm not doing this, it's like, okay, so then you have to have a serious conversation with yourself. So, like, mm -hmm. for me, right now, my biggest issue with, me and my weight gain was that like who did I have to be to be here mm -hmm. right because you mm -hmm. think I think about like where I where I was and where I am mm -hmm. in that time frame something happened to where yeah. I was no longer cooking regularly 
to maintain my weight. I was no longer eating fruits and vegetables mainly. I was ordering out. I was Mm -hmm. eating a lot of snacks. I was sitting on my couch a lot, watching a lot of television. Mm -hmm. I wasn't out with people. So what happened, right? And so when you take the time to evaluate of like, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And why Mm -hmm. am I not taking care of myself? Because the truth is when you look better, you feel better. You feel more confident. You feel like you can conquer the world more. That's why weight loss programs will forever, forever be in, forever, forever (laughs) be in style. Like they will never go out of style. You know why? Because Mm -hmm. people always want to feel better. You feel better when you have less weight on you. That's true. You're more Mm -hmm. agile. You can do more. You can move more. But when you eat better, even when you eat better, you feel like there's energy, um, energy um, enriching foods. When you eat those mm-hmm. foods, you really mm-hmm. feel better. You can do more. And so, like, when it comes to me, I'm always like, who do I, who did I have to be to get here? Mm-hmm. And do I want to continuously be this person? So for me, it's about remembering that complacency that I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everyone's complacent. I'm in church. I'm in school. I'm in my community. Everywhere I go, I'm on the train. I always remember the people on the train. They were always sad looking. They were mm-hmm. always just like, I'm just here to make it another day. And I mm-hmm. was just like, I don't want to be one of these people. I want to live. I don't want yeah. to exist. And so that's wait, wait a minute, let's marinate real quick. Cause it's like it's like that's the difference. I feel like that's the big key. I wanna live and not exist. Cause I feel like when you exist, you're always waiting to live. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always like, oh, but when I lose 20 more pounds, the girls wanna Okay, the girls wanna tussle. The girls wanna tussle. But it's like, it, but when you live in already, it's not waiting on a shoe to drop. It's not waiting on to get to a certain size because we already talked about it. You can get to a certain size and still not be happy. There'll be still something, something to that is yeah. wrong. And it was, it was, it's so crazy because when I had, I remember I was like 155, 160 pounds. And I was like, oh, I feel good. I look good. I love this weight on me. I love mm-hmm. it exactly where I'm at I mm-hmm. loved I felt the best at that space and like according to the medical profession um I'm supposed to be a cool 135 to be healthy and to be on point <laughs> and I hate how I look mm-hmm. at, at that size like I don't like it like I like to be a little bit more curvy and we can still be curvy and healthy mm-hmm. um, and it's like you feel more proportional because like you said, you was like you felt like you was over here skin and bones and then handles. Like what? And then handles. It's like I got all oh, I got nothing else. And then handles like what? And it's like these love handles are still here. Like right. there's literally no meat on my body. But all the meat. Like, I might as well even this out so you can't see the handles <laughs> like that thing. So it's so important to really understand how everything interconnects. It all interconnects if we don't, if you don't have the energy to to put time into yourself, you're not going to, right? Because if you, you need that energy and you need that motivation consistently. How do you get that? You have to be inspired by something or someone, or you need to be eating the right things to keep your energy up. 
Like, uh, like two weeks ago, like I was like, oh, it's hot chocolate season. Child, every time I drank that hot chocolate, I was tired and knocked out. I was knocked out. It's like seven o'clock. I'm sleeping. I'm like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> hot chocolate, all that sugar, <laughs> all that sugar. I was like, oh no, I had to throw the hot chocolate out. No, but like, for real, it's just I, like you. How you get items off of the hot chocolate? I gotta get out of this. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I put a little two pack in there, scoop it. And I was like, I'm gonna use oat milk and put a little. No, I still. When I tell you not out, I was like, oh, this is hot chocolate. After like three times, I'm like, this is hot chocolate. And then you show up the next day, you got a pimple on your face because you want to. Right. You got this <laughs> like that. Then you're like, oh, I look terrible. You don't want to get dressed. Then you you eat something, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, well, I already got this pimple, so I might as well eat this. Well, I already did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so how do you backtrack, right? Instead of saying, instead of, because I know a lot of times it's easy to say, like, I'm already here, so I might as well. So, Literally. So how do we, <laughs> like, I'm here, and I don't want to be here. So what are the steps to keep me here? While mm-hmm. I figure out how to get back here. Mm-hmm. It's just like small steps too. So the small step in that scenario was like, let me throw this hot chocolate. Out. Exactly. I didn't had enough. I didn't get my feel. I have enough. <laughs> and and there's no more hot chocolate for the rest of hot chocolate season, right? That <laughs> I'm gonna done. bring. Give me some out, tea, right? It's a one-off. <laughs> like if I see one, if I have one hot chocolate, you know what I mean? It's a one-off thing. It's not like a. Oh, I'm gonna have hot chocolate two times a week, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, and then it's a treat. And so, like, okay, we still keep the we keep the good feels and good vibes of hot chocolate exactly. season without like going down the uh, <laughs> going down a spiral. And you know what I mean, right? Exactly. And it, it can be with anything, like, it, it, ha- it can happen so easily. And so, it's so important to be in tune with what um, your body needs to feel confident because. The truth is, like, when you put on your clothes, I say, like, we all have our, all of our bodies are different. And a lot of times, it's impossible for brands to make clothes to fit every single body type. It's impossible. They have to fit the most common body types, right? And the other body types, we just have to alter our pieces. Take them to the you yep. want to feel good in your clothes. Spend the extra $20 to take those three pieces to the cleaners to have them adjusted. Take mm-hmm. in the waist if your waist is small. Let out the waist if you need more space. Let out mm-hmm. the legs if you need more length. Take up the legs if you need less length. You know, mm-hmm. shorten it if it feels too long. Like for me, I'm five two. I don't like things that are really long because one, I'm thicker right now, so I'm going to look frumpy. I'm going to look like a mm-hmm. frumpy old lady, and I don't want to. Like, <laughs> those longer pieces on you, like, when you're mm-hmm. slimmer, it looks younger. But when yeah. you're thicker and you have, like, really long dresses or stuff like that, for me, it doesn't work. Right. So, for me, I have some stuff right at my door right now that I'm going to take to the cleaners to have shortened. Because I'm really in love with my legs right now, which is a different, which is a new face for me because I used to hate my legs mm-hmm. um, um, a few years back. And then I got to a point where I'm like, actually, I have beautiful thighs. And 
I'm not hiding them anymore. And mm-hmm. so like I go to the cleaners and I have my pieces cut if I don't feel like doing it myself. So mm-hmm. really just becoming more in tune with making your clothes specific for you is mm-hmm. super important in feeling more confident in your clothing as well. Mm-hmm. So like I that is important. It's like this is this is something I'm wearing. It's not exactly. wearing me. So before exactly. I before I allow this, we just gonna go get it tailored to me. Exactly. And it work because listen, I need you. Don't realize I'm giving me a pep talk because my best friend's getting married. We trying on at home trying on for the dresses and baby okay mm-hmm. it's like now wait a minute i know what size pants i wear baby don't tell don't tell me that and mm-hmm. so you order this size but they are only meant and created to fit this i don't know what body style it is but i have to keep every time i try one on it's like okay up 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 and i'm like i do not wear this size like you mm-hmm. know and i'm getting hung up on it and it's just like and it's just really mm-hmm. defeating you know it's defeatist you know it and it, but also i feel I feel irritated for the people who may be this size and they see their size represented at this site. But that is not true. Like in real life, if you're a black woman trying to get this dress here, you wear, you know, exactly <laughs> four sizes more than whatever they say. And that's that's irritating. But also again, if this is your size and they go up to your size, you excited and then you get it and that's not what's about to go down. Like that's upsetting. That's too much. It's very upsetting and it can be very um defeating to your confidence. And so mm-hmm. it's so important to always know like the sizes don't matter. And it, it's difficult. Like the other day I had to get a size twelve. This is the first time in my life I had to put on a size twelve. Mm-hmm. Never had to put on a size twelve before, so it was at, it was very overwhelming. And like, I even like I got a size twelve pants from Princess Polly, but it's Princess Polly. I don't. <laughs> they don't make their clothes for black girls. Let's just say that. Exactly. And the size is not the final determinant. Like the the size does not define you. You want mm-hmm. to be for the look. So mm-hmm. don't worry about the size. Worry about the look. How do you look? Mm-hmm. Do you look better or do you look tight? You never want to look tight. Mm -hmm. The easiest way to look more expensive is to wear bigger clothes. As long as they fit, because like you you can see where it's like, and even like as a, like, okay, you know for yourself how that's supposed to fit, but even like, like outside looking in, it's just like, no, she know, you know, sometimes it's like, no, she know, she just went up a size, this will be fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You're over here. Meanwhile, you over here getting <laughs> all type of internal damage for what? You know, or in external. It's like you look uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just some stuff my girl was there. I'm, I'm uncomfortable looking at you. I know you exactly. uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> I made a video the other day and I said, just because the zip don't mean it fit. Like, that's a fact. That's <laughs> a fact. Like, it may zip up, but it doesn't mean that it fits you. Like you literally don't have to wear things that make you feel uncomfortable. Like I'm like, it'd be so funny if you would be like, Yeah, but I could I could button it. I could button a lot of things too. Like, like but let me just let me just But can you sit? Oh wait. <laughs> 
And then, and then they they stomachs would look like this. <laughs> Come over it. If it, I could just put a big shirt over this. Then, child, that don't fit you. Cause all day you're gonna be like, oh, oh. And then you don't like, feel good. You don't feel comfortable. That's true. And then, and then you're always on a you're on a, a a a different type of swivel. Like you're always looking and pulling and grabbing and thinking somebody can see what's there you know see the imperfections that's there you know and see like oh my god they're gonna see if i turn this way it's not gonna look good exactly. if that's the case then we might need to put it up <laughs> you may need to let it go you may need to let it go and that's it's so important to um to to understand that you are not your size you are not your pants size you're not your clothing size um when you can let go of that it really changes the game it does i feel like it does and i feel like when you let go of that too is that's like simultaneously letting go of societal standards placed on you too you know what i'm saying because that's the whole reason that mentality is there Somewhere along the line, you were told that this was wrong. And yeah. so it's like, so bucking at that that norm, that that's going to simultaneously assist in your confidence. It's going to assist. It's just going to let a lot of, it's going to lead to a lot of different breakthroughs. Yeah. I, I feel like. Now, I do have a question. What led you to fashion and styling like what led you to that or were you always more of a fashionable person or as you grew in your confidence journey is that something where you decided you were like you know what I got this and it's too good to keep to myself I didn't figure out this key we're gonna sit here and help other people because it's like because I know people who could use this type of content or you're like this is something I could have used on the journey like what drew you to this industry of creativity um, so for me, I definitely come from a stylish family. My family, mm -hmm. super fly. Like my grandmother, <laughs> she said the girls want to tussle and she's never coming outside underdressed. Like she'll come outside and like grandma, but you're really just going to the store. And she's like, I, I, I what I mean, I what I mean. Like she go. Grandma says she gonna step. Period. Grandma steps. Like grandma <laughs> always comes through, and like my mom was always pretty stylish. Like now my mom just throws on whatever. But growing mm -hmm. up, I always remember her being pretty stylish. And my aunt. So my aunt was the girl. Like it's always funny because my aunt, <laughs> she was like, um, I'm a nineteen. I was born in nineteen ninety. So like ninety mm five -hmm. is like when I have most of my memories. Um, mm -hmm. and up and like my aunt, she always had the door knockers. She had, she would always come through. She had the big door knockers. She had the long nails. She had like, um, the cutest outfits. They were like fly. Like my aunt was the flyest. The and flyest. I'm already knowing hair legs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then like, you know, the little 90s hairstyles that they always had, the like little wig thingies. Like my yeah. aunt played no game. She was flyers um and so i was always like inspired by like the people around me they were just always so dressed my mom never like she was like i don't care how much money you have you you always can look good 
You can mm-hmm. always look clean. You can always look presentable. Like, that's never about money. My mom was, like, the GOAT at, like, <laughs> going to these stores and finding, like, good quality pieces for, like, $5. So mm-hmm. she'll find, like, the good shirt, um, it'll be, like, $5, right? So mm-hmm. I would, like, take my, I remember I had, like, these little pink polo sneakers. Me and my friends, we got them, like, little polo sneakers with the flap. And then um, <laughs> I had, like, this, like, pink striped shirt that she bought for me. And I started saying, all right, if I can't have that neighbor and stuff, I still need to look cool. Like, I still need to look good. So I put on, like, button-down shirts with jeans and cute sneakers. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that was the thing. Then, like, other girls started doing that. Then I put on, like, um, cool sweaters. Or, like, I started wearing shoes instead of sneakers because mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't get all the sneakers. But I knew I could have access to more cool shoes because they were cheaper. Like, if right. I had $100 for shoes, I could get, like, four of them at Pretty Girl instead of one pair of sneakers. So I started doing right. stuff like that. And then I remember one day I was like, um, I had this one friend and she was like really fly. She always had on like the most expensive stuff. She always had, if I, she was bondage queen. Like if bondage came out with something new, she had it. I'm like, bro, how is she getting all this stuff? <laughs> Where's she getting comforted from? Like you like, she got a bondage comforter at this point. No, bro, I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I'm like, how are you getting all this stuff? She had the hat. She had everything. She always had her weaves done. It was crazy. And so I remember one day, like, we had this, like, thing outside. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, um, they used to put the juniors with the freshmen and have, like, a big sister, a little sister event. And we had, like, mm-hmm. a big day for it and a mixer. So it was always, like, really fun. Everybody was always excited about that day. And we were finally juniors. We were like, oh, we got to get a little sister. <laughs> so everybody's like, you got to come looking real cute or whatever. And my sister had this blazer. I remember I had begged my mom for these pair of constructs because this year, like, everybody was like, we wearing constructs all year. I'm like, I need a pair of constructs. So I got me a pair of constructs, right? And then I had these, like, little Vigos jeans. They were cute. I don't know if anybody remembers Vigos, but they always had the nice little, like, um, lines on it, whatever. So I got the jeans, and mm-hmm. I had a yellow shirt, but I didn't have nothing that was name brand. Um, and I was like, okay, the yellow's going to match the boots. And I was like, but I want to look a little, like, classy, so I put on a blazer. Back mm-hmm. then, I wasn't really wearing blazers like that. So, yeah. like, I put this blazer on with the construct. Oh, it was so cute. Put my hair in a ponytail, whatever I did. I got to school, and everybody was like, oh, my God, you look so good. So then <laughs> once, we was on the field with the kids, and then somebody, because um, we was meeting the younger, like, the freshmen, and somebody came up to me, and it was like, they, they called me my friend, my friend that was always mad fly. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, um, say her name was Monica. They like, Monica, Monica. I was like, I'm not Monica. Oh, but you're Monica. <laughs> right? So I was like, but you wait a minute. Monica got the juice. Wait a minute. <laughs> I said, but Monica is always in Bondage. <laughs> and this is from this. Like, where you got that from? Is it this? Is it that? I was like, no, it's from Pretty Good Show. Pretty girl, I'm like, yeah, they both from pretty girl. She's like, all of this, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, it was, so it was at that moment that I realized like style wasn't about money, mm-hmm. and it was like throughout my high school career, I like to hang out with a certain crowd, but like I was in classes with a different crowd. So like 
I was in those honors classes. The people in honors classes really didn't care about how they looked. It was like mm-hmm. good grades and that's it. But like there was maybe like a good five, six of us that kind of cared. But mm-hmm. like the other girls, like the ones that weren't always in the honors classes, like we used to hang out and go out. They cared about style. So it was like, what sneakers are we getting? What outfits are we getting? And so it really like pushed me to like keep up without keeping up. Mm-hmm. I have to just be more creative. And then um, in high school is kind of where I started figuring out like, oh, I'm kind of good at this. And then in college, I would just explore more and buy more and do more. A lot of people started asking me for help. I, mm-hmm. I've i always gravitated to more like fashionable people. So like my friend group and, uh, my, and I, we were pretty fashionable. We would like mm-hmm. help each other with outfits and stuff. And... Um, I remember the first person that asked me to be, to kind of style them was like my little sister. And she was like, you're so cool. Like your style is so nice. And I was like, oh, thank you. She's like, you should be my stylist or whatever. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she's so like, are you oh. like, girl, be quiet. That's enough. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to do that. She was like, well, just find some stuff and like, send it to me. Like, this is what I want to look like. Just send it to me. And it's always so funny because, um, <laughs> uh, my sister she just is it's so funny like but she um she you know she just had this space of just like seeing things and mm-hmm. um after that like I just remember people just was always asking me for advice always mm-hmm. asking me to help them get dressed can you do it can you help me and I mm-hmm. think when I was around 27 26 26 I was like going on 27 mm-hmm. I was like yeah I want I want to try it I want to do it mm-hmm. for real and it's the best decision I've ever made it's, it's really it's really been interesting to just see myself on this journey because mm-hmm. I think I know my style but I, I I noticed like my style is where my comfort level is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when I increase my comfort level in life my perspective on what is readily accessible to me to wear it broadens. So like mm-hmm. things that I felt uncomfortable in last year, I feel comfortable in this year. Mm-hmm. And so it's always just interesting to me, like how um, aligned our style journey is to our life journey and our growth as people. Mm-hmm. That's actually really dope. That is dope. So it's like it's always been, and I find that to be like true with a lot of creatives. It's always kind of in the background, like it's like your your like your creative thing. Because a lot of the times too, it's like creatives you want that freedom to enjoy the space. That's why we kind of go into that realm rather than something that would be more considered more traditional. You know what I'm saying? Like we go a creative route because that's something we enjoy. But it's like, okay, you take a step back because you're like, okay, what y'all told me, again, what y'all said will work. It's not working. So what do I need to do? And then you you fall back into what is more, nat- what comes naturally to you because we all have different talents and, and everything that can contribute to who we are and what we do. And I think that it's something yeah. beautiful when you decide. I feel like that's truly what creative is, is when you tap into that. Exactly. It's so important, though, to tap into that space mm-hmm. 
I think everyone has a creative space. I don't think it's encouraged because I used to feel like I wasn't creative. Mm -hmm. I was just intelligent. And then I was just like, but I don't really like studying. I don't really like books. I don't like being in the hospital, like, because I was on the, I have, I have a biology degree and I went to a post, listen, I was on this pre-med track and mm -hmm. I was like, at any means I'm going to do it and it's going to, and I woke up one day and I was like, it just doesn't align with my personality. Mm -hmm. It to, doesn't feel like me. Yeah. I was like, I want to live colorfully. I want to travel. I want to be with people in different countries and talking, teaching style and learning mm -hmm. about their style culture and just those things. I don't want to be cooped up. I don't care about like certain things. And so when I started to understand like there was a different route and that I was more creative, I got really um I would just get more and more inspired. So like mm -hmm. I didn't, like, I started to realize that I was, like, I always knew I liked art and creation and stuff like that, but I started to really understand how creative I was. Um, probably, like, once I started styling and doing a lot of shoots, mm -hmm. a lot of practice shoots, I was like, oh, oh, oh. And it was just, it's just so amazing to see, like, even, like, a lot of times I'm always surprising myself, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know I had this in me. And so I always try to remind myself, like, the reason why you doubt yourself and why you're afraid is because of what you've been taught. You've mm -hmm. been taught that creative, that creation and creativity is not important, right? But the world is changing the game. Mm -hmm. Now people are showing, like, how important that creativity is and how much is worth, right? Mm -hmm. And it creates this discrepancy between who's worth money and who's not money, who's not worth money. And so I found mm -hmm. myself personally in a very weird space of like, I don't deserve this money because I don't have these, um, because I'm not in this profession. Mm -hmm. And that's because historically people have told artists, like you always say a starving artist, starving, like um, yes. starving, but we're in an era where creation is making money. And the money that we deserve and people don't like that because they don't understand it. They don't understand like what goes into being creative and that it's not something that comes naturally, but it is something that we all have that can be nurtured. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting, it's very interesting that you ask that because I feel like it being, being creative can, can be, difficult because there's so many highs and lows with trying to let go of what you were taught and to be who you are. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I think that the sweet spot comes when it's just like, yeah, I'm going to just be who I am. Yeah. And, hope, and, and it's like, but understanding, like, if I walk in my authenticity, I'm dope. Yeah. Somebody, somebody going to catch on. And when it's my wave, I'm going to be on. Okay, and the girls are gonna what? Wanna tussle. <laughs> the girls wanna tussle. <laughs> That's my favorite. Please let myself and 
everybody that is listening to this and hopefully people that will reach in on this platform. Please let everyone know how they can support you, uh, where to find you, um, you know, utilize different services you want to offer everything. Please promote, promote. Where can <laughs> we find you? Yes. Um, this, my name is Rashina Ligote. My platform is Layered in Liberty. I am Layered in Liberty on every platform. So on Instagram, I am Layered, the letter N, and Liberty, like the statue, but replace the Y with an E. <laughs> and so I'm Layered in Liberty on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. And on YouTube, I'm Layered in Liberty TV. And I haven't posted a YouTube video in a while, but I'm definitely getting back into YouTube content because I enjoy that as well. And I just, I'm really, I'm, I'm really just out here. I'm like, what am I doing? I am currently not taking any new clients. I'm currently focusing just on like being creative and creatively sharing style tips. And so for me, I guess you can just look out for um, just look to join my style community at this yeah. Just look to join my style community. Look out for more style tips in my stories, um, more style tip videos and things of that nature. Listen, but when you open up the book, honey, I'm gonna be tucking when you open the door. Up. Yeah, the book is closed right now. The book is closed. We're closing them. No, no, no. Um, I get that for sure. Truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to me. I know. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. The pleasure was all mine. I'm always going to sing your praises. It's never going to (laughs) change. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was a beautiful conversation. It was definitely helpful for sure. Yeah. As always, Subscribe and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. Be sure to share it with a creative person to encourage them on their journey and tag the newsroom at One Choice Mag Newsroom on Facebook and Instagram. It's only up from here. <laughs>